Welcome back to another episode of All in the Library. We are two librarians talking about books. I'm your host, Leslie Nicholson, a middle school librarian, and my co-host. And I'm Debbie Sewell, a high school librarian. So without further ado, let's get started with our next episode. In this episode, we're going to talk to Susan Schilling. Susan Schilling is a librarian in our district, a high school librarian, but she's also the publisher liaison for the Young Adult Roundtable, or YARC. So we're really excited. Welcome, Susan. Welcome, Susan Schilling. We are so excited that you have taken time to join us. So I know Debbie gave a little bit of what you do. Don't explain what you do. Well, first of all, I am a full-time librarian here in uh, Umbel ISD at High School, Kingwood High School. And I've also been working with TLA in their YART Roundtable, which stands for Young Adult Roundtable. And the uh, purpose of having the Young Adult Roundtable is it brings together members of TLA who are concerned about the reading habits of teenagers and young adults, and it promotes improved library services to these individuals. So if you're out there and you are a librarian, I really um, encourage you to get involved with TLA going to the conference, which is next week, or just to get online and do some of a lot of the resources that are there for librarians. One of the areas of YART is that we have reading list committees. And these reading list committees um, encompass all of our secondary students. We have the Lone Star List, which is for those in grades six to six, seventh, and eighth. And then we have Maverick, which is a graphic novel reading list, and it goes from six to twelve. And the Spirit of Texas, which Leslie knows on. spot, um, they work a lot with Texas authors or authors with Texas connections and do a lot of curriculum based things. So there's many resources um, on their web page about that. And then the one that's true to my heart is Tayshos, and that is the high school reading list. Um, the reading list, the, the, the people that are on these lists, they, their term begins in January and they begin reading books that have either like for the next list that's coming up is the 2023 list. And that will have books that have been published in 2021 and 2022. And all the reading lists are like this. And the committees read on, read the books. They meet continually throughout the year. And they come up with a final list in November, which is published December 1st of every year. So you can go on their website and see what the new list is every year. And the, these ladies work very, very hard. Hats off to Leslie and all the others that are on all the committees. But it's a very re rewarding committee. If you're interested in being on a committee, the volunteer um, link will be on the YART webpage or any of the reading list webpages uh, in summer. It usually goes out in June after conference and everything's kind of settled down a little bit. I encourage you to apply. And uh, we're looking for new people, new voices uh, to get on these committees. And, and um, so I want you to do that. Another thing that you need to be aware about is the YARI Award, which is the Young Adult Reading Incentive Award. And this is given out every year at conference. Um, it has to do with a reading program that you have had in the past year at your school. And this is uh, a program that's, that you have used to promote reading in your school. Um, there's an application process. There's a link to that on the webpage as well. That will become live 
um, sometime this summer. And then the cutoff for that is usually around March 1st. And there is a $500 stipend that goes along with that. So something to, to consider. And if for some reason you try and get on a reading list or you try and uh, get the Yari Award and you don't the first time, come back and try again because um, there are a lot of people trying for these things and, and we, we, we do take it into account if you have tried to be on the list before. So um, with that too, if you are going to TLA next week, I encourage you, and that's in April, the last week of April, um, to go to the Texas Tea Meet and Greet, which is on Wednesday from 1.30 to 3.30. And in this, you will meet, it's a like a round, uh, you sit at a table with about eight other librarians and many, many authors come through and they just kind of rotate through and they're with your table for a few minutes and then they get up and go. It's a good way to meet a lot of authors. And you have to have a ticket for that. It's a ticketed event. If you haven't done it this year, try and think about doing it next year. And this year is the um, 25th year of doing the Texas Tea. Oh, wow. wow. And my wow. job that I have now is I am publisher liaison of the YARD executive board. And my job is to form all of the author committees for the conference. So that's a year round job. It starts off as soon as conference is over, we're gonna be doing a call for authors and um, for next year's conference. And we'll work with them, form panels, get moderators, work with the moderators, and then I'll get to see it all come to fruition next week when we have our 16 YART um, author panels. Wow, that's amazing. Now, I know you've been with this committee for many years, so tell us more how long you've been with it and what are some of the other positions and what that entailed. Okay, well, I started off on the Tayshaw's committee and the first time, and that's the high school committee, and the first time that I applied, I didn't get in, wasn't accepted. Uh, the second time I applied, they called and said, hey, we have a one-year spot. It's usually a three-year position. Uh, somebody is having to leave early. Are you interested in that? And I thought, should I hold out for a three-year or should I take it? I thought, hey, a, you know, a bird in the hand. And so I accepted. I was uh, on the committee for a year, thoroughly enjoyed it. At our voting meeting in November, I was telling the committee, you know, this is my last year. I enjoyed being on here. Thank you all for your help. And afterwards, one of the members came up to me and she said, I'm starting my master's next year. I have one year left on the committee and I really don't have the time for it. So that gave me another year. And then after that, I was asked to be chair of the Tayshaw's committee. And then after that, I was the administrative assistant. Um, so there were, I was on the committee probably about eight years. And then the YART chair position, every year we have a YART chair elect and it's a three-year position, but you're chair elect and then you're chair for one year and then you're past year. So there's really three chairs. So you all work together, which is really cool. And so I was asked to um, be chair elect and to run for that position. And so then I was chair elect for three years. And then I came up with the idea of having the publisher liaison because that job fell to the chair elect and it was just overwhelming with all of your other charities to do this position as well because it takes it's very time consuming very rewarding i love it um but it does take a lot of time so they voted that in as as well to have this the new position so that's why you have so much experience <laughs> and you're so good with um new books and authors and that's why we really 
so excited to have you on our podcast today. Well, thank you. So I am really excited to know about some of the great hot titles that are coming out there for teens. So can you share some of those with us? Because absolutely, absolutely I I'm really excited. I love YA. Love it. It has grown so much in the last, what, 20 years. I mean, it, the, it just, the, it's just been amazing. The things uh, that people are putting out the books. So, right. It really has. And, um, you know, even with our COVID years that we've had, and it's been kind of hard to get, you know, the publishers haven't been putting out the ARCs until just again. And then there was the supply process going on. You have a couple of authors that were supposed to be coming and then their books, their publication update got pushed back a year because of COVID related issues. So we're out there, but we're getting back right now to the stream of things. But yeah, I'm gonna show you some um, I'll tell you about that we have that are coming out recently or have just come out. And these are all authors that are going to be at TLA. And so the first one I want to tell you about is All My Rage by Sabah Tahar. And she writes fantasy, but this is her first realistic fiction. And it's mm. such a wonderful book. It's one of the, the my favorites that I've read and it's uh, met rave reviews. But we have our main character that her name is um, Sal. And Sal's parents were Pakistan and they were a product of an arranged marriage. And so they came over to follow the American dream. And when they got here, it was like, well, what can we do? They found this little hotel called the Clouds Rest Inn. And this was in a little town in California. And that's where they lived. And it was just a very few little rooms and they part, put their heart and soul into this. And Sal's mother especially was a big part of this. And when Sal's mother got cancer, didn't go to the doctor, didn't go to the doctor, she just knew she was sick because they didn't have the money. And so when she finally did go to the doctor, it was really too late and she died. And then Sal's dad just couldn't handle it. And he started drinking, became an alcoholic. So it was left to Sal to take care of the hotel with everything that encompassed and keeping up with the bills and trying to still go to school and get the cleaning done, laundry done for all of the rooms. And it's how he struggles with this and in when he comes up with uh, a shortage of money, decides to do, oh, this friend talks to him to doing just, just one little drug deal, just one little thing, you know, just to get you a little extra money because they're about to foreclose on the hotel. And he gets pulled down into that. And then his best friend is Noor. And she survived an earthquake in Pakistan when she was a little girl. And she was buried in rubble. They couldn't find her. her uncle from the United States was desperate to find the family. And he flew over there and he dug her out of the rubble and he saved her, brought her back to the United States. So he always had this thing over her like, I rescued you. I saved your life. But really, it's an abusive situation. He has a lot of issues and um, is physically and emotionally uh, abusive to her. So these are our two main characters. And here's All My Rage, the title of the book. It's coming out in, oh, it came out in March. So it is out right now. And it's, it's a fantastic read. 
Oh, and I love her other books. I really oh, yeah. do. And I was reading uh, about her life and she actually grew up in a motel. So that's mm -hmm. kind of fascinating. Yeah, she kind did. of based a little bit on it possibly, you know? Yeah, she okay. knew it. She knew what to write about. So it, it's just a, something I'd never read a book where the the girl, the, the kids were in this kind of a situation where, you know, we had the hotel in there. Yeah, it's, it's on my to be read list and it is a, a project lit selection too as well. Mm -hmm. So I think we all got one of those. So that's really awesome in our libraries. What's another one that you want to tell us about? Okay. Another one I want to tell you about, and this is more middle school, but I, this is another author that's going to be at TLA. And she wrote Barefoot Dreams of Petra Luna. It's Alda P. Dobbs. You probably know about her, Leslie. I did love reading that book. We did it for um, Spirit of Texas. And it. I really liked it. I, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not always a big fan of books that are, you know, in the past. I, I do prefer more realistic, you know, but I loved the story. I loved the the fight that this little girl has, you know, in her, I just, yeah, it was really good. But uh, you tell us, you tell us okay. about it. Well, this is historical fiction and um, I think teens would love it too. I mean, I really do because I, I really enjoyed it. It case, takes place in 1913 and it's very timely because it's in a time of the Mexican revolution. And there's a lot of people from Mexico trying to get out of the country. And, and just make it over the, the river, the Grande, Grande River. They've got to get make it over there. And Petra is uh, from a very small town and her um, mother died in childbirth having uh, her little brother and then, or I'm sorry, a little sister. And her dad has gone off to, to join the revolution. So we have him out of the picture. And then we have Petra, and her baby or young sister living with her grandmother. It brings out a lot of traditions, a lot of superstitions that they have. Um, and like her dad took her out and when he was leaving, showed her some of the stars, the comet was going over, Haley's comet was going over at this time and uh, some of those things. And so she, she feels like her dad is out there and she's going to see him be reunited with him again sometime. But the, um, the, the people that are coming and trying to come and take over the country, they have come into her um, village and just burned it to the ground. And she and her mom and sister left and they, they took off out through the desert. And it tells about their journey and people that they move, uh, meet along the way, uh, fascinating people. And they, they, they find a church and this church will take them in and keep them for a couple of days. And then they go on their way again. And they do the ride the train into, um, what is it? It, it? It's Eagles Pass. It's here on the, on the Texas. Laredo or Brownsville? No, it's not Laredo. It, it was, oh my gosh, I forgot now. It doesn't really matter, but it's, it's where they can cross over. And all of this is based on fact of what really happened to her grandmother in her family and how they get to Texas and they think they're going to have it. You know, they find uh, some sisters in this um, uh, church that take them in for the night and then help them find a place to live and then to, to work. And it's just the whole thing. It just to me was fascinating to see what they went through back then and then comparing it to now as well. And the reason it's called Barefoot Dreams is because um, this was, she was a barefoot girl. She never wore shoes. 
and she would go out and dream and see the stars with her dad. And her dad said, these are your your dreams, dreams that you'll have. You can have those. It's good to have those. And so the next book that's coming out, Leslie, you may know about this too, is called The Other Side of the River. It's coming out September. And it's taking Petra from when she's, and I think she's like eight years old, when she has just crossed over and they just made it across the border before the border was closed. And she is there with her grandmother and they're in a little camp and the camp is giving them all this food, all, you know, and everything. And, the, and but they have to leave at some point. And the other side of the river talks about that and how she, they do find a home there and how they make things work. And it just continues her story. And it's just as good as the other one. So look forward to that in September. I will. Awesome. And who is the author on that one again? Alda P. Dobbs, D-O-B-B-S. And she lives in Texas. Mm-hmm. In fact, when I gave her my address to get these books sent, that, or she found out about it from the publisher, uh, she emailed me and she goes, you're in my part of the country. And she said, I have been doing a lot of author visits and book talks and things with Montgomery County, and I'd love Ooh. to so I wanted to mention that too, that she is definitely would like to do author visits and she is open and she would be close by. So there, it would not have the you know travel expense and everything. So that was a great idea. Yeah. So great. put her down for next year. It's, I will share that with. To um, try and get her in your libraries. Okay. Sure. Sounds great. Yeah. And then uh, just continuing this a little bit to kind of other books and that go along with the same kind of topic that pair well. This uh, We Are Not From Here came out in 2020 by Ginny Torres Sanchez, and it is present day times. And in it, we have a um, family, uh, a mom and a dad, and they uh, the mom owns a bookstore and they live in a, in a uh, town in Mexico, a, a pretty affluent town in Mexico. They both have businesses. The dad's a journalist. The mom has a bookstore. And then they have the daughter, their daughter. And in this one, they're doing nothing wrong, except the dad is a journalist and he does speak out against the uh, mafia that's down there. And um, he, you know, it's, it's a real volatile situation with the drugs and everything. And they do come in in the night and wipe out the whole family. Now, the mom and the daughter, not the whole, they're having a family gathering. A lot of people don't make it, but the mom has taken the little girl into the rip to use the bathroom and that's how they escape. And then they have to leave everything behind. This is a middle-class family in Mexico doing nothing wrong, making a living, and they need to come to, um, to Mexico, uh, to the United States. And so, you know what? I'm getting that mixed up. Backtrack. That was American Dirt. That was the adult version that came out. It's very similar. We are not from here. It's the same kind of thing. Um, It's a girl and and she's trying to leave because her village is not safe yet. She's with a couple of other people and she has to pose as a boy because otherwise they're afraid that she might get raped. things going on in there and so that's it that's another one that's the young adult version and then we have American Dirt that's adult so all three of these are about the American or the Mexican immigration it uh, reading these it really gave me empathy for what's happening in Mexico and for people that are trying to leave there because if they don't they could die 
I mean, it's a life and death situation for them. And um, it makes me understand their situation a lot more and not just think, oh, it's more Mexican immigrants. They each have a story. They are humans. And so it's, it's what books are, you know, are for. You know, we want books to, to help us to right. find those those things that are that we are we um just went through a process of doing a book um, what recommendation i guess um in our district we have to if you want to add something new to the curriculum you have to go through a whole process and so we did it for the book ugly by robert hoag and one of the reasons they chose it was to help um some of our students really see that get that see that empathy to to, to know that because a lot of times you know, you may live in a community where you don't have a lot of differences. And so we liked that book because it does um, point out, you know, show, help children, I guess, see a, hear a story and then find that empathy in um, in the way that people are act. So it was really, you know, I do like that we have books that can help us with that. Yes, I love the, the books the that age. are, um, they're mirrors for some kids who've experienced some of these right. hardships and then they're windows and doors so that other people can look into their lives and understand and have that empathy. So they're so important. And I'm so glad our district is really trying to incorporate right. those types of reading for all levels, all levels. Right. Well, we are so glad that you have had a chance to tell us. Do you have any more that you'd like to share? Um, I do. Or do, now, is this like the lightning round thing, or is this? We can do the lightning round. Yes, let's do it. We would love to. So, and I our, have a stack, and yay! I can just kind of okay. go through them and and see. And I'll and um, the ones I'm going to start with first. These are all authors that are going to be at conference. So look for them on the schedule if you're going. Hey, awesome. So All you right. tell me when to stop. I'll just start okay. going. So a, we, you have yeah. one minute to get as okay. many out of your mouth as you can. <laughs> and uh, Debbie, do you have the, um, the I have countdown the clock? Yes, I do. Let she me get does. it going. Okay. Are you ready? Oh, you forgot to tell her what she wins. Oh, what yeah. We, we'll tell you at the end. <laughs> yes, we'll tell, we'll you, tell you at the, the end. end. <laughs> Okay. I hope it's a book. Oh, great, prize. great. Prize. <laughs> Are you ready? Are you? I'm ready. Uh, okay. On your mark, get set, go. Burn Down, Rise Up by Vincent Tirado. It comes out May of 2022. This is an urban legend that's going on. Mysterious disappearances are happening in the Bronx, and they're related to the Bronx uh, fires and riots uh, about 50 years ago. And if you like horror, you're going to like this one. Okay, All Our Cricket Hearts by Melissa Albert. This one comes out in June 2022. 20, and then this one, it takes place, um, it goes back and forth in time between Ivy and her mom. And the suburbs is things that are happening right now. And back then is in the city. Uh, and there's a lot of witchcraft and secrets and lies. Voices by the characters. Okay, Emily XR Pan, this is her first book after Astonishing Color of After, which I loved. And this one's coming out in, it's, it just came out this month. And in this one, it's Romy. Ding, 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 ding. Time's up. You're you kidding. Got three. I know, it's amazing how fast a minute would go. And <laughs> yeah, we've what was tried... the name of this one? Because I love yeah. Astonishing Color of After. What's the name of this new one of hers? This one is called An Arrow to the Moon. An Arrow to the Moon. Okay. Are you kidding? 
Yeah, I, just go I, ahead and finish that I one. Can like 15 more. Go ahead and finish that one because I want to know what it's about because I have Okay, no... it's Romeo and Juliet meets Chinese mythology. Uh, Interesting. Novel. Yes, yes. Okay. Sounds wonderful. Well, it that is was awesome. It's a really bizarre phenomenon like around the girl, these fireflies keep coming out. And with the boy, he can't ever miss with his arrow. So that's like arrow to the moon. And so, you know, and the moon part is her, her name's Luna. And then he yeah. is, it doesn't matter where he shoots his arrow, it's going to go right where he wants to go. Oh, interesting. Okay. It's really cool. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. I should have talked I know. faster. I know. I, I know it's harder than you think. We talk really fast and we still can't get it out. I tell you, I think the, the one that person that did the best was uh, Susan Mitchell. We had her on. Um, author Susan Mitchell, and she just, I think, seven, nine, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, we did wow. have a student. We did have a student. And a student Emily also. From AHS. She got 14. She's been the ultimate, like, I mean, but then she's also, you know, a merit scholar winner, and, you know, she's just <laughs> an overachiever. She's awesome. I don't think I've ever passed four, but who knows? Maybe today's the day. <laughs> All right. All right. So, Susan, listen go? to the ones that we have chosen. Do you want to go ahead and do yours? Mine? Okay. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Okay. okay. Well, just tell next. me, okay. actually, give me one second here. Okay. Um, okay. I'm ready okay. when you On are. your mark, get set, go. Electric Kingdom by David Arnold. It's a post-apocalyptic um, where Earth has been ravaged by the fly flu, which I thought was really great in the pandemic. Oh my gosh. So there's a few survivors out there. They're trying to navigate the new world. And it's a story basically of being connected to others and the resilience of broken people. Then we have Moxie by Jennifer Matthew, which is also on Netflix. It's set in Texas. Vivian, the main character, she's like so sick and tired of following the rules. So when she finds out that her mom was in this punk rock band in the 90s, she decides that she's going to create this feminist design to get the attention of her school and her community. And she finds that girls are supporting girls no matter what clique they're in. Life as we knew it, which I love by Susan Beth Pfeiffer. She, um, you know, a meteor hits the moon and it basically pushes the earth off its axis. And it, it's a story about survival and family working together to find out how strong that they will be. And then you have, it's Trevor Noah born a crime. He's talking about his life where he's grown up half white, half black in South Africa, where it is a crime ding, ding, to ding, exist. Ding, 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 ding. I got four. Oh, you got, got four. four. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. That is amazing. What were the first two? I know. Oh my gosh. Life as we knew it. I love that. I whole know, I've always loved that it. That is I, a goodie. It is. Um, I try to, I tell kids that when, when they kind of don't know what they want to read, I'm like, eh, this is really a good one. That is a really good one. What were the first two that you said? Electric Kingdom is by David Arnold. It's newer. That's come out recently. Mm -hmm. And Moxie um, by Jennifer Matthau. That's Matthew? a popular Matthew. one here too. Moxie. Moxie. Texas author. You got to love her. Oh, that's a Texas author. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So are you going to time me now? So it's, I guess it's... Yes, I will time you. Let me grab my timer and get you on your way all right and okay are you ready ready go okay the first one is starfish by lisa phipps oh my gosh i think every middle school every high school every teacher needs to read this it's in verse and it's about a little girl who's dealing with body image she's being really bullied about her weight and it is 
on her Fat Girl Rolls. Read it, it is heartwarming, it is wonderful. She stands up for herself. The next one I wanna tell you about is Eliza and her monsters. Actually, my book club is doing this one. I love this, it's by Francesca Zappia. And Eliza Merck, she does something called The Monstrous Sea, which I really wasn't familiar with, but it is an online um, like web comic. And she's uh, in high school, she has no friends, and she meets a boy who's actually a fan of her secret that vast uh, webcomic, and she's actually got enough money to go to college. Read it, you'll love it, it's amazing. Patron Saints and Nothing by Randy Rebay. It's also a Project Lit collection. And um, Jay, he's the protagonist, he plans to spend the summer of a senior playing video games, doing what he wants, but his cousin dies until he goes to um, the Philippines to find out what happened to his brother. Read that one, you'll love it. I do. You got How many three? did I get? Three. 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 Oh, you're three. the winner. I'm the winner. I win nothing. It's Absolutely so nothing. Except that I get to pat myself on the back for talking really fast. <laughs> Talk really fast. And sharing and a lot of really good books that yeah. we can recommend too. I do. Um, I like students, that. teachers, librarians. So. Yeah. Thank you again, everybody, for tuning in. And thank you to Susan Schilling for joining us today. And remember, as we always say here at All in the Library, put down that phone, pick up a book. Thanks a again, one. Susan. Bye. Thanks, everybody.